0: Chapter 10. An entire week passes, and I don't drop dead from a broken heart. It's kind of crazy because I spend most of my nights lying in bed with my chest hurting so badly, I fear that I'll never fall asleep, and even if I do, I worry that I won't wake up the next morning. But then somehow I do fall asleep, and I do wake up and start my day all over again. I'm starting to wonder if people even need a heart to survive. When the second and then third week since that night with Park passes by and I'm still not fully recovered from the constant pain in my chest, I start to wonder if I should write into a medical journal and tell them of my findings. Woman with a severe case of heartbreak has somehow survived three weeks without talking to the man who broke her heart. Doctors have better things to worry about than my pathetic love life, but still, why hasn't the pain gone away yet? I keep telling myself that I'm over it but I'll find a new guy and he will actually live here in Lawson and we'll be able to hang out all the time and he won't be famous and he won't be a player. That could totally happen, you know. It happens to girls all the time. When it's been four weeks since that night with Park, I'm starting to believe some of the things I tell myself. I start thinking that, yeah, maybe I could be happy one day. Maybe I could meet someone new and have a fun life with him. I think I've finally spent enough time away from him that I might actually be in the healing process now. Of course, it helps that Park hasn't sent me a single text since that very night, nearly an entire month ago. But I won't dwell on that. Who am I, Kitty? Of course I'm dwelling on that. I walk into work for the third day in a row without my cell phone. Yep, I left it at home, on purpose, so that I would be able to live my life with a clear head, and so I wouldn't be stuck constantly looking over at it, wondering if I'll get a text from him. My obsessive phone checking has become embarrassingly pathetic, so to remedy the situation, I've just completely cut myself off of it. You're being an exceptionally great employee, Ollie says this morning after delivering my donut holes and coffee. He had walked in to me not only sweeping the floor of the lobby, but mopping it as well. Are you working hard to avoid some kind of life problem, he asks. I roll my eyes. Stop being so intuitive, boss. He nods as if I've just told him everything he needs to know. Well, I'm here if you need to talk, but if not, I'm totally on board with your newfound love for your job. He snorts to himself, probably thinking it's hilarious that I finally started working hard instead of hardly working these last few weeks. I'm grateful for the work, though. It's the only thing that keeps my mind even remotely off of park. In fact, I wore my shortest jean shorts today and my cutest purple CNC t-shirt, topped off with hair that I actually took effort to wash and flat iron, and a face full of makeup. Yep, I'm trying. Trying. Just like in the good old days when I decided to reinvent myself as the new Becca who was outgoing and flirty and fun. It had worked back then, and it'll work now. I just need to put a little more effort into my looks, smile more so I don't come off as some kind of antisocial troll, and get my flirt on with every hot guy that walks through the doors. I will be over park in no time.